When you have that realization where that belief comes from, that's the moment you can switch that belief off. Yeah, for sure. And have a new habit. When that belief comes in, no, this is my habit. No, this is my habit. You can't tell your mind no. Welcome to the Spiritual Shift Worker Podcast. I'm Lyanne, and I'm so happy that you've pressed play today. This podcast is here to inspire you, but more importantly, to provide you with the tools you may need in order to make a shift in any area of your life. Whether it's a small shift or a big shift, I will be sharing real life stories from incredible humans who have done both. And of course, as a shift worker, we will navigate all the ups and downs of working shifts from nutrition to learning how to ditch the overwhelm to creating more time to do the things that light you up. So grab that Java, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. I'm Lyanne, and I'm so glad that you're here today. This week's guest, my dear friend Michelle, and I have had many a conversation over the last couple years about life, all the things. And we bring this week's episode to you, which is really just an amazing, amazing conversation about, well, pretty much everything. We go from talking about relationships, uh, Michelle's experience in, in a toxic relationship, to endurance racing, to cancer, surviving cancer, to aging gracefully, we really do cover it all in this episode. The one thing though that I want you to take away, I mean, you can take away, I mean, there's gonna be so many things that you'll take away from this episode, but the biggest thing that you will learn from Michelle, because she is literally like one of the strongest women that I know. And like I say in the beginning of the episode, when we say strong, I mean, we always think of the big biceps and the strength training, but it really is about mindset and being able over to overcome anything that's put in your way and hurdles and boulders and things that are put in front of you in your life are there they're always there to teach you a lesson right they're not god source universe is not putting things in your path to be mean or for you to be play a victim. It's there for you to learn, to grow, to climb over, to climb the mountain. And part of the conversation, Michelle talks about that, about the mountain that we're climbing as humans. And that it's not about reaching the top of a specific mountain because there'll always be another mountain to climb. So this is a longer episode this week. If you need to break it up into two parts, <laughs> um, I would do that, but certainly don't miss, don't miss a second of it because like I said, we cover a lot. Um, she is a superpower and I really cannot wait for you to listen and make sure that you go and follow her. All of the deets are in the show notes. So grab your Java, let's get started. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Leanne. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So I always like to give my listeners a little bit of an idea on how we know each other. And they're really going to start to see a theme with, with a lot of my guests because uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago, I had Megan on who, you know, as well. And um, geez, there's been a few and there'll be a few more that are coming down the pipe. But we met um, a couple of years ago. I think it's been now. Oh my gosh. I was thinking about that this morning for my hike. Yeah. Um, and I'm currently with the same coach that we had, Leanne. And I just think that it's always amazing to me how people come into our lives because I think you are such an inspiration to me where you are in your life, how strong you are, like, and we're going to get into it because it's not just when people think of that, there's like, oh, she's just like physically strong, but there's so much more, so mm-hmm. much more. Um, and so I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. We're going to get really deep into some stuff. We will get deep, I'm sure. But, and just, you know, what you are currently excited about right now in this time of your life. It's so funny that you say that, currently excited about. I actually bounced out of bed this morning. I was so excited. I was excited to talk to you because you and I always have fantastic conversations. I was excited just about life. So let me tell you about myself. I currently reside in Madison, Wisconsin. I am 63 years young. And I say that because I think women hide behind age. They hide about, I'm getting too old. I can't do this. And I'm here to say, and you will hear in my story, when I say I'm 63 years young and what I'm working towards is something that is unbelievable. But I do live here in Madison, Wisconsin with my life partner. Um, He is currently in Florida right now. Um, He has to take care of some business down there, family. Um, And we have Miss Mona. Miss Mona is my two-year-old yellow lab who we rescued last May. So if you hear barking or jingling, that's where where she is. Um, I am currently, let's talk personally, personally, I'm currently training for um, an ultra trail race in the state of Vermont that my son, Jason, um, is the race director for. And so this is a 30 hour race. And I know we'll talk more about that in a moment. So um, that is taking up a lot of my time in that training aspect of it. I'm also building my business. My business is called Michelle Wellness 360. I love using 360 because I think think the reason why you and I connected so well, Lyon, is because we believe this. It's our mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. You can work on your body, but if your mindset sucks, you're going to fail. If you work on your body and your mindset, but you don't have your spirit, I don't care what your spirit is, if it's a higher power, if it's a religion, if it's connecting to the earth, don't care where your spirit is and how you connect to a form of a spirit or the universe. Those three, you, those three are the triangles of your life. And my goal with my business is to, I am certified life coaching. Um, My expertise is in um, helping women achieve clarity. When I talk about clarity is we go in and do deep dives 
to find clarity in what they want, what is holding them back, finding their voice, um, understanding that they can take on the world at any freaking age. Because women, I started this business at the age of 60. Amazing. Amazing. I love all of that. And yeah, we, we, uh, I think you're right. That is one of the reasons that we've connected um, because we do believe that it's not just go to the gym and, you know, you you can go to the gym and pump all the weights you want, but you're not going to see any of the results that you want if your mind isn't right. And if you're not actually connected to something higher, some kind of faith or Mm -hmm. whatever you said, whatever it is that you want to call it. And So I love, again, that you've spoken about clarity and voice and how you're helping women find those two things, because I know, I know your story. And I know that it's that is those are two things that you've had to find you've had to overcome or you're, you know, we still we never overcome things. We're still in the process right every day. But for your story on how you shifted out of that woman who didn't have that and how you've now you do and every day, right. It's, it's always, we're always learning. We're always growing. We're always expanding, but how you've got out of that and shifted. And so that's what this podcast is about, right. It's making sometimes those little shifts, but also for you specifically big ass shifts. And so I would really love to start there to sort of go back and start with your, you know, what you went through and your relationships. And like, let's talk about that and toxic relationships and, and where you were, but we don't want to always dwell on that. Right. We don't want to look and stay there very long because I I don't think that that's necessary, but it's more the shift and who you had to become in order to evolve out of that. Right. It's, it's, it's sometimes I think pe- what people see now, even for yourself, Ryan, and myself and other women who I'm going to call them warriors because we had to be brave. We had to fight. I think every woman is a warrior. And at the end, you'll hear why I, I say that. But um, I think people think, oh, she didn't have it tough. And I'm not saying I had it tough. But I had a past and limiting beliefs that I had to continually break. And so I grew up, um, first off, let's, let's, I'm going to go way back. So I was a child of divorce in the 60s when divorce wasn't a common thing. Mm -hmm. And so having a stepdad and a dad was kind of, um, I never knew where I belonged. And both of these men were very important in my life. They never ignored me. They they never made me feel unloved. I was very much loved by these two men. But it was more in the society. It was more the outside family. It was more distant cousins. It was more in that aspect. So in order to be part of it, that's where my people pleasing skills really came into play. And now I lived with my mom and my stepdad. They were married for 53 years before my mom passed. But it was a very 
argumentative household or a very, um, they would put you down, but it was in a teasing way. Mm. So I did, I learned not to be confrontational. So now I'm a people pleaser and now I'm non-confrontational. Those are great combination. Yeah. Aren't they? <laughs> so I learned to be really nice. I remember one day my mom said to me, how, how come you're nice? How do you be nice? And I would be like, you choose that. Like, that's a choice. And so um, I do have two children. Um, I also am a grandmother, but I had two boys. I was married once before. Um, and that marriage, too young, whatever, didn't work out. I did go into a second marriage. And it was within this marriage that um, really some toxic behaviors became controlling within my life. Mm -hmm. And I lived in Connecticut. I had a ability to move to Wisconsin for a job. I moved myself up that corporate ladder. Um, We were supposed to live kind of separately. I was going to stay out here for five years and build that nest egg because he was where he was. He could do that. I could do this. In my mind, I think it was my first glimpse of escape without knowing it. Yeah. So he, um, that lasted two months. He quit his job and moved out here. And so while we were here, more of the controlling began. And it was statements like, if you love me, you. Mm. Yeah. I know what's best for you. You need to eliminate these people from your life because I'm the only one who knows what's best for you. Wow. Wow. And in order to fix myself, because at this point I was probably 30 pounds lighter than I was, I was surviving on anxiety meds to keep me through the day and then sleeping pills to get me to sleep more than an hour and a half. Um, because any word I said, if it was incorrect in his mind, we had a four hour discussion. Mm. So I went into therapy to fix myself so I could be the woman that he needed and he deserved. People pleasing, even more people pleasing. More people pleasing. But what happened was, I found an amazing therapist that helped me along with two other people understand that there was a control issue there. There was a jealousy issue there. There was just so much going on there. And I started to, he, I'll be very honest, my therapist, He's retired. There's no backlash he can get from this. I'm not giving his name. My therapist gave me a month at the end of our year. And he says, I want you to leave. 
And I want, I'm giving you a month. And when you come back, you're going to tell me whether you're going to stay with this person or you're going to leave. If you decide to stay with them, I will give you tools on how to work with him. If you leave, I will give you tools. But in this month, as you're making your decision, I wish for you to have a go to go bag packed. I wish you to have money put away. This person was never physical with me. Yeah. But. And. In the meantime, I had gone out to lunch with a girlfriend and she took my phone. I was always I was always holding that phone, like because no matter where I was, I, if he called, I had to answer. If I was in an important meeting with a client, I had to answer it. If I was talking to a vendor, I had to answer it. If I was with the president of the company, I had to answer it. That was a demand. And she took it from me because she was just sick and tired of it. And she gave it back to me because the anxiety riddled. She just saw my body shake. I had four texts and three voicemails. She said, she apologized and said she would never do that again. Me, I thanked her because it was an eye opener. Mm. I came back a month later and I had made the decision to leave. And he said to me, never forget these words. That's great. Because if you didn't, I was probably going to lose my license because I was going to make you leave him. Wow. Because what he was doing to you was going to kill you. Yeah. So many, so many people don't realize that it doesn't have to be the physical. And I obviously from my, my life experience for my career, right. We see that where sometimes we get called to, to homes and yet you can tell that it's, yeah, yeah. There's an argument that's gone, but it's never got to that point. But the damage is already done. So I did leave. Um, he thought I was leaving temporarily. I just needed a break. That was that was in order to get out of the home. Yeah. So I left. He did have conversations with my close family. My the only one that probably stood right here beside me was my mom. Mm. And my dad, my stepdad was a little bit on the fence, like he couldn't understand because we had, the, I had the facade. Yeah. Everybody thought it was the perfect marriage. He turned one of my sons, wouldn't talk with me, all of this. And I just knew in my heart, no longer how hard this was going to be. that this was what I needed to do. And that took, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think what a lot of people, right. You're, you're right. People see this uh, perfect home, this perfect, and they have no idea. Right. And that's why it's so easy to judge, but we, we have to go, Hey, we don't know what's going on behind those doors. And so what was it about that specific um, perhaps that meeting with your friend that was sort of your wake up call was it the reaction that you had in your own body and you realized what was really going on the reaction that I had to call him back like there was no no ifs ands or buts mm-hmm. he left a voicemail I had to call him back 
And I did call him back. And her reaction to my conversation with him, she was in tears. And I'm like, there's something wrong here. Right. Like, I looked around, like, because in my mind, at this point, I had been married almost 20 years. Wow. So now I was working up the corporate ladder. I was out traveling a lot. I was in sales. I was doing a lot of this stuff. So now I was breaking away of doing the visits. So I just would think this is how things were. Mm. And I, then when I put down my phone and I kind of looked around and I didn't see other people in the same type of conversation I was in, I was like, this is odd. Right. Like, this is really weird. This person knew where where I was from the moment I woke up, if I was on a trip, to the moment the plane landed and I was back home driving to our house. He knew where I was at every... Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, but you're right. If you you don't see anything different because you're so so you know engrossed in that type of living you just think oh maybe this is normal right and or that you get that embedded and programmed into you it's harder to so how did you how did you actually how did you actually use your voice for that like how did you how did you do that um I just explained that I needed a break I needed like three months to think that I had sublet a place down about 45 minutes from where we lived. It was closer to my work. Um, So that was the premise that I went. The conversation was in front of another therapist. Um, So that, so that was my safe zone. Like that's where I had this conversation. And then I left most of my stuff at the house. So I just packed up clothes. What he never realized was this was a six-month lease. I big borrowed, bartered for furniture. I had mismatched, like, I just, whatever. So it was never a sublease. It was a lease. Yeah. And, I mean, really, at the end of the day, it wouldn't have mattered, right? That was irrelevant, right? Right. But but being able to speak up and, and know that this... You right. had that feeling. You just knew at that point, right? In your gut. And we talk about that, that knowing, yeah, um, intuition. right? That intuition that if I keep going down this road, it's not, it's not going to be good. And you get all of our emotions are there to guide us. And when it's a negative or, a, you know, whatever emotion it is, other than happiness and joy and bliss, there's a reason why you're having those feelings and the fact that you were able to follow it. Right. And I'm just going to fast forward a little bit because my mom passed in 2016 and with her passing, I became with my brother, but for me, primarily at that time, I became a caregiver for my stepdad who lives in Florida. So that meant I spent a lot of time traveling. That would have never been something that would have been allowed. Wow. And then in for 18 months before my stepdad passed, two weeks out of every month, I needed to be in Florida because that was the block of time we had all his cancer doctor appointments. We, 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 I was able to pay bills. I was able to like really do a lot of housekeeping and stuff. 
that would have never been allowed. Like that would have been, I, I probably would have had a heart attack. Like it would have never worked. I would have had to turn my back on my family. Yeah. And again, right. It comes to the, you are, you know, in your gut when it's time. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people though, right. Would a lot of people in those, in that position would have just been, but I don't want to disappoint. I don't want the shame and the guilt of leaving this perfect marriage. What will people think of me? Right? Oh, yes. And, and I think and, that. Yeah, for sure. And yet it does for, unless you have that moment of waking up, a lot of people never get out of that. And yeah. and that's, you know, we all have our own journey with, with all of this thing called life. And yes, you were able to move forward and now right it's like it all I believe everything happens for us think about the experience I know a lot of people don't like to look at the past if it's not a blissful experience but everything is a learning experience right and so everything that you've learned now you bring forward all that strength and in all of this I I tell people I wouldn't have changed anything and I know that sounds odd because I also ended up with two beautiful stepdaughters and I have grandchildren from these stepdaughters and I have, there is happiness within that 20 years. Yes. There was growth. There was different things, but I would not have lived to my full potential. Exactly. Exactly. And, and what, like, I see so many people, right? Like, again, my line of work, I see the potential in people and the good in people even though it seems the majority of the people that I work with aren't quote mm-hmm. good, everyone is good. But again, being able to recognize I'm made, I'm meant for more than this. Yes. A lot of people until they start to believe that, right. That's the issue. It's those limiting beliefs. It's the being constantly criticized as youth or being controlled in a way that, Oh, but you don't know what's best for you. I know what's best for you. Right. But people are so disconnected with their own bodies and their own thoughts and their own beliefs that they will never see anything other than what people tell them they are right right so the sky is blue we all know the sky is blue but if someone keeps telling you it's purple yeah you're going to believe that it is purple and at times it is purple but (laughs) in most cases it is blue sky yeah for sure so out of that experience how how has it now influenced how you coach in your business? How does it, how does that work for you? Like, are you more like that therapist who knew was giving you that choice or is it yep. more people have to wake up on their own? I believe yes. that. But yes. So there, when I talk about clarity, I think that's what I started. It took me a long time. And even when I left life, I was not always the best person either. There was a lot of alcohol and there was a lot of partying and a lot of all of this other, you know, I couldn't find where I wanted to fit in. And I was still trying to be that people pleaser because now I had all this freedom and stuff. But um, as I became clearer in the life I wanted that I felt alive on, I started to be able to push things away. So when I coach somebody, there is always an underlying 
reason why you have this feeling of either I can't, um, I don't know if this is for me, um, whatever is, there's always, if you feel like you're being pulled back, there's an underlying reason for it. And we have to, I always say, we have to peel this onion. And I will be peeling my own, my own personal onion until my higher power takes me home. Because I don't think you'll ever unfinish peeling an onion. And they don't mean that in a negative, I'm always working. I mean it in a form of an excitement because you can continue to unleash your greatness when you peel away onions, peel away your onion. So I work with my clients in understanding what their belief is around something. And um, I'll give you an example. I had this wonderful woman who had some, um, wanted to be at a certain, was weight, was around weight, works very hard, has a very good, healthy relationship with food now, understands her body composition, understands we're not going to be that model size was fine with that but in her brain she had to have 45 minutes of elliptical workout in order to lose weight and she hated it man she hated it and we all you and I both can sit here and talk about what part of whatever workout we hate yes okay yes but in her mind, that was the only form of exercise to lose. She has to sweat for 45 minutes. So I said, huh, okay, where did you learn that? And she said, what do you mean? I'm like, where did you learn that? What, what, where did you put that in the box? Let's go into the box. Where did you take it and put it in the box? She says, oh, that's what my mom does. And she's very skinny. So she said, if I'm to do this, this is what has to be done. Yeah, exactly. So that's where we peel the onion away. Yeah, she's right. You do have to sweat. You're, she's right. You do have to have cardio. She's wrong. You don't have to do it on an elliptical if you don't want to. Exactly. If you, if you hate it, don't do it. <laughs> exactly. Sue, it was when she got to the point when I said it to her, you had to see the realization on her face. Think of the girl when I was sitting across for her. She's like, my mom says, I, she got yeah. quiet. When you have that realization where that belief comes from, that's the moment you can switch that belief off. Yeah, for sure. And have a new habit. When that belief comes in, no, this is my habit. No, this is my habit. You can't tell your mind no. Mm-hmm. at any point in time you get right. to shoot again and that's where I I work with with my clients and whatever it is whatever that goal is I don't want to always call them a goal and we'll talk about that in a minute and I don't want to call them I want them to be a dream I want them to be a passion I want it to be something you're excited about I don't want it to be a goal to check off and I don't want it to have an end date Mm, interesting. Let's talk about that. 
That came to me this year, and I'll explain why. I am doing an altar race on October 14th at 7 a.m. in Bradford, Vermont. That buzzard will go off, and I will start a 30-hour, listen to me, people, 30-hour, 6.4 loop through the mountains of Vermont. It's a loop. Okay. I've never done any. I've done it once before. Shouldn't say that. But this all type of training for me is new. I didn't grow up. I grew up working out, but I didn't work out to this extreme and to this magnitude. And what I found myself doing, I do have a trainer. I found myself checking off the workouts like yep I only have 17 like whatever how many months or 17 more whatever and this and this until I don't have to do this and I'm like why am I thinking like that so I'm taking this race as the first part of my mountain nice I have something that I have to do with somebody in May of 2024 that I still have to be in peak ultra race condition for. Okay. So that's my next step of my mountain. But my mountain is to live without being a burden to my children, to live and be 85 years old and still climb that mountain. And Vermont, that I have to climb. It's a two-mile, 1,400-feet elevation, first part of this race, up. I want to be still climbing it. That's what I talk about. I don't want to end it. I want to encourage people to set dreams of don't pay off credit cards. Become money-wise. Become They'll become whatever financial guru. I don't care what you want to call it. Yeah. Don't lose 10 pounds for a wedding. Yeah. We have a healthy lifestyle for life. Love it. Don't have a job and feel you must work up the corporate ladder. You can, if that's your passion. I'm all for it. But if you're happy in the job you're doing, but when you leave that job, you're passionate about, I don't know, being a mentor to kids, then that's where I want your focus to be. Leave your career alone. Yeah. That's when I talk about, I don't, I think we put, I think that's why people end up repeating goals time after time, after time, after time. Because yeah. you put an end date to it and then yeah. you don't. And also, in a lot of people, I'm talking higher up. My son has gone through this. Amber has gone through this. And they told me to be prepared for this. When you're going so hard for a race, when that race is over, if you don't have something else to look forward to, you go into depression. Yeah. I'll be happy when, yes, you know, I'll be happy when, 
people are never happy when they lose the 10 pounds, right? Because it's not about that. It's about learning and the next thing. And it's not, and and people might don't, I don't want people to get misconstrued here. It's not about always having the next goal. It's about achieving, but expanding in the same time, right? You're going to do this amazing freaking endurance race and the growth that you're going to find along the way the journey and and so it maybe it's it's cliche right but it's not about the destination it no. is about the journey it is whole freaking life so much and it's about stumbling and falling and getting back up it is and it is because when you fail you learn when yeah. you fail you are successful if you have done something and were successful at it at the first time I'm going to challenge you and say, nope, you were in your comfort zone. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. You weren't. And I tried this once before. I tried it two years ago. I made 18 miles in. Let's let's get something clear about endurance racing. I'm not running this whole time. I am climbing a mountain. I'm hiking a hill. I'm running. If I have to crawl then that's what you do so I am training running but I am training different than someone who trains for a 10k or a 5k or a 30k I am training different than somebody who trains for a marathon Mm -hmm. I am yes I do run but I'm also hiking I have yeah. a 15 pound pack on. She's also building my legs. She's building my core. She's building my shoulders. She's building time on my feet. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's the aspect of what I'm doing. I love it so much. Just so you know, at this point, when we're recording this, can I say the date we're recording this? Yeah, for sure. Okay. What are we? 327. Okay. Yep. I, it was almost six months ago, it was in October. I was one minute on, one minute off in my runs. Okay. I am now 45 minutes running straight. Amazing. I love it. That's not a very long time, right? But consistency over time equals success. I love it. And did I want to cry? Did I want to quit? (laughs) Do I want? Do I swear? Do I suck at it? Do I all of it? Absolutely. But yeah. You get back up and you keep going. And that, and there's that, again, that if you've never failed at anything, yeah. you've never tried, you've never put yourself out there. And that's one thing that I've, I've learned myself over, you know, it's getting clearer every day that I get older, but it's like, I've never pushed myself to the point. I've always stayed in that comfort zone, knowing where I can be successful because my God, if I try that, I might fail. Right. And it's like my perspective on that whole thing of failure is, but if I don't try, how will I know if I can be successful? Right. If you've always looking at the glass half empty, how will you ever know that the glass is actually overflowing? So I love and that. It's the funny part. If you don't try, how do you even know you like it? Like, no, well, yeah. Yeah. You're going to sure. think you passed something up and it could have been something you didn't even want. Yeah. And that's another yes. thing I, I, I love to, when I talk with women and they set goals, is it a goal you even want? 
Yeah. Or is it a goal you think you need to have? Because everybody else does. Because society exactly. tells you to, right? right? Yeah. So what is that like? Mm-hmm. Well, and, that, and that comes down to the whole point for me. And what I'm, uh, you know, what my thing is about is, can you sit with yourself for 15 minutes a day? Because you spend more time scrolling. Sit with yourself 15 minutes a day and ask yourself, what do you want? Like, what do you want? Because you're the only one who knows the answer, not your husband, not your children, not your spouse, not your coworkers, not your parents. The end of the day. Here's the thing. You you. might not have the answer and that is okay. That is fine. If If you say, I don't know, then just start dumping your brain into a journal book. I don't know. Why don't you know? Because I'm pulled in all these different. That's right. Fine. My next question is, what makes you happy? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you do know. You actually do know what you want. But you're you're blocking it. Your mind's blocking it by exactly the overwhelm, the chaos, the expectations that other people are putting on you. But you know, everybody knows. And I like that you said that you switched to another question yeah. um, that's maybe easier for the mind to comprehend, for the mind to release, to yeah. allow that in. And like, well, well, I know what makes me happy. Okay, well, then go backwards, reverse it. Yeah. It, you know, and sometimes you need to look at what you don't want yeah. first. To figure it out what you do and that's where that clarity comes from yeah. so much right <laughs> yeah yes. i love that um okay this endurance race is going to be crazy so again at the end we're going to make sure that we have all your your deeds where people are going to be able to follow you with all of that but like when we're talking now these talk is toxic relationship now you're doing this ridiculous like let's be real it's ridiculous 30 hours like I, and again, I've, I've learned to say I could never do that because I've never tried. It would be freaking amazing. But a lot of people would look and go, oh my God, like, and although I believe the perspective on age is changing a lot, um, some people might still look at 60, 63 um, and go, well, that's, that's crazy. Why would somebody do that? Or I couldn't do that. Um, and not only these things that you're now achieving, but you've also gone through cancer and I just, and that's why I, I, I say to people like this woman is not just physically strong, but Holy frig, like there's so much there. And so I don't want to like, again, I don't like to, but it's like, where did you get your strength to go through that? Like, where do you get that? You got to dig deep. You had to dig deep. So I, I did, um, Cancer is a a scary word to anybody, Mm -hmm. but it's also very scary within my household. Um, My mom battled cancer for 19 years. Oh my gosh. 19 years. This woman's strength was a strength that I have never seen before in a woman. And so she had cancer. My brother almost passed from cancer. He did survive. He has a healthy life now. My stepdad passed from cancer. My dad, he passed also, but he did not pass from cancer, but he had battles of cancer. So it's like, it was always surrounding me. Like, and I worked very hard to have a healthy lifestyle because my mom, God rest her, God rest her, 
but there was a pill to cure everything. Mm, yes. And I am not a pill to cure everything. Like I work a little bit more naturally, more holistic, more whatever. I believe in modern medicine. Do not get me wrong. A thousand percent. Yeah, we're on do the same page. Get me wrong. I yeah. do. But um, so it was last April. Last April. Wow. A year yeah. ago. Oh my goodness. It was a year ago. Um, I wasn't feeling good. I um, had some spotting and I'm well into my menopause and that shouldn't have been, but I'm very diligent with my appointments, my doctor appointments. I'm very diligent in making sure that I keep those appointments because of the cancer in my family. Yeah. Sure. So I went for my doctor's appointment. I explained everything and she's like, eh, it's probably nothing. However, I hear what you're saying. Let's do some more testing. Well, we're going to fast forward to June 9th. Peter and I were out. We spent the day with friends. We went to a baseball game, came home, went out, I'm driving to get Chinese food at 630 Tell me about things that are prevalent in your life. My doctor calls and she's like, so I have your test results. I'm like, okay, thinking. Now, just so you know, I've had, I had a series of like three or four different tests I had to have done. And she says, well, we need you to do a full hysterectomy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like driving, like, why are you talking about, why do I need a hysterectomy? She says, Michelle, you have uterine cancer. Oh, jeez. And my world just like, just the words Mm. overcame me. I remember getting the Chinese food. I remember coming home. I remember walking in and losing it with Peter. Now, through everything, because of my diligence, this was a cancer that was caught extremely early. That does not mean I wasn't scared out of my pants. Yeah, I mean, that That doesn't mean I wasn't mad. Mm. And that's was what I want to say was I allowed myself to feel the feelings. Strength doesn't come from putting down feelings and ignoring feelings. Strength comes from releasing those feelings when you need to. I love that. If you were to look in my journal book at that time frame, sometimes there was just this four-letter word that began with F, (laughs) scrawled strong into that page for that day. And that was it. And that might have been it. And that would have been it. A shower a hard run yeah conversations but i always believe when it comes to your uh, a scare of any way mm. you need to go back into your spirit you need to go into your faith whatever it is you need to be open minded and listen And understand the facts. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was something we did with my mom. I did with my mom. 
just give me the facts and we'll move on from that point on. Whatever the facts are, then you battle it. Yeah. What are the facts? Then we battle it. What are the facts? Then we go to that one. So I go in, we're going to have a hysterectomy. The doctor wants to check me again. They think they see another spot. So I got to go through more testing because it depends on if I need treatment or not. And I didn't. I had a full hysterectomy. Right now, today, we're cancer free. Yeah. And why I say that is because we have five years of testing to go through. Right. But strength comes, strength comes from releasing those feelings, mm-hmm. journaling, going to whatever higher power you have. It comes from a support system. Yeah. Being able to have a conversation with somebody. Crying. Yeah, so many people don't want to do that. No, sitting quietly. Someone saying, if someone's constantly talking to you about the cancer, but you don't want to hear it. I really, I just, I want to have a day where I'm not discussing my illness. Is that okay? It's okay. So many people don't want to talk about it, right? They feel if it's, they just ignore it. Right. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. And I see that right with, with colleagues and um, like people dealing with PTSD. It's. And if your body is telling you something. Mm, Yeah. Let's get into that. Let's go to the doctors. Yeah. So many people, right. Are so disconnected, so disconnected with you know, it's, oh, it's just this, or it's just that. No, again, take 15 minutes, sit with yourself, feel yes. your body, feel the energy, yes. feel where it doesn't feel right. And again, it all comes back to that, that intuition and that knowing in your gut, because everybody, right. like, everybody has it. And then, like you said, going to that next step is, okay, let's get the facts. Yeah. And now let's go to that higher power, whatever that may be. Right. And, and go forward. And one bit before we move on. If you go and have a conversation with a doctor, male, female, I don't care who it is, and you don't feel you've been heard, mm. we will change our hairdresser. We will not go to a store because someone treated us bad. We will change our nail technician. We will stop whatever, but we won't change a doctor. Go find another doctor. I was blessed. Okay. My Every doctor that I went to at every level, I don't care what question I asked. No one fluffed me off. Amazing. We have to really advocate. You have to advocate, especially as a woman. And I I don't mean this in a mean way. If you're seeing a male doctor that fluffs you off. Yeah. I've had it both in male and female, but go find someone else. Yeah. It's so... Uh, I've, I've had so many conversations about this, right? Like, actually, I'll, I'll just my own personal, um, you know, I'm going starting perimenopause and the hot flashes. And I went to my doctor last year and I, you know, brought it up, the hot flashes. I, well, I can give you uh, an antidepressant. And I'm like, sorry? It's like, well, you don't need to do thing now. That's the new you don't thing. You need to be depressed to take it, but apparently it helps. I'm like, yeah, I think I'll pass. It's like, in what? And yet, unfortunately, right, people 
and it's because people are people don't know what they don't know people are where they're at in their conscious awareness that it's like that doesn't sound right yes and that's That's a new thing now yeah I'm like are you what no I think I'll figure it out a different way and again like you said it's not I there's a reason and there's a time and it's a proper place for western medicine yeah whatever obviously if I'm in a car accident I'm dying I want a friggin' surgeon in the in the ER a thousand percent yeah when it comes to things like this there's times there's we need to take action on our own my ceiling fan is on and I'm barefoot my half, I'm releasing my half lashes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. So when we talk about that, we're like just aging in general and how the fact that again, 63 years young, like I certainly don't feel like I'm 50. I don't act like I'm 50. Like, but again, the age of what is old is changing because yes. people are like longevity and the, the tide is turning on and the conscious and awareness is raising in regards to healthy living. Um, I don't necessarily believe like biohacking because there's, you know, that's a whole other conversation, but there's definitely things that we can do to live longer. Um, but here's the thing. We want to live that life. Yes. We want to live longer because we want to do the things we want to do. We want to also just be in good health and, whatever that is, everyone has a different term, but acceptance of the fact that we're aging. We, we need to accept that. We can't continue to, you know, be aging and still thinking like we're 29. Like there's things, my body's changed. It doesn't do the same things. Mm-hmm. I may still feel the same way or my body, you know, my husband actually says that I think he says I look better now than I did when we first met. And it's not, he doesn't say that just because he loves me, but like, I feel that. But on the other hand, and I, and I, and I, we're all going to die. Yes. We're all going to die. So aging healthy, getting the best of our days, doing the things that we love. And yeah, we can take little steps, right? Like what steps are you taking right now, Michelle, to, to live longer, but to still do it in a way that you're, you know, you're still living. Yeah. So it's funny that you asked that. I was still sitting here thinking like some of the things that are continually change. And one of the things that you talk about in menopause, like our body, whole body composition changes. And I talked about earlier that I was all the way down to that size four and I was like 30 pounds less. I'm at a strong weight right now. I'm strong. I am a strong size. Is my body composition perfect? Nope. And I don't give two rats. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing that I also gave up is alcohol. Mm, yeah, this is huge. And here's the reason. One was with my change into menopause, alcohol was having a different reaction to my body. Yeah. So I was getting more into the organic wines, the non-sulfate, that. And then one day I said, huh, I wonder what would happen if I didn't drink. Mm-hmm. So last January of 22, I stopped drinking. And my reasoning was, you're training for your race. So this is going to help you not have that feeling afterwards and the whole thing. 
again, peel, let's peel the onion. Mm. So now I have cancer. Yeah. So some of the first stress reliever would be to have that drink, to just go out and get drunk. You deserve it. You have cancer. Yeah. I didn't allow myself to do that. Yeah. So now there are times where I'm like, oh, I really want to have a drink. And I sit and ask myself, why? Yep. I'm not going to say I'll never drink again. Nope. I might drink. I have a really good bottle of wine that I'm bringing to Vermont with me that when <laughs> I finish this race, I might have a glass from. Yeah. I might. But I'm trying to understand the reasoning why I want alcohol. Yeah. Why do I want, I don't do any other form of, of um, I'm not into marijuana. I'm not into any of that. Personally, I don't do any of that. I am now into self-healing. And what this has done, unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, (laughs) it's brought up some past traumas that I've had buried deep. And when they came to the surface, I kept pushing them down, Lyanne, because in my mind, the trauma, have you ever heard the big T and little T? Uh, Yep. In my mind, my T was little. Yeah. But it was hindering me. Yep. I would feel it in my throat and I would feel it in my chest. Mm. Every time I went to move forward to do something. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I know. So every time I have these feelings, it means it's a trauma that I need to release. And I went through a great cleansing with, with, with somebody And they gave me tools. So when I feel that, it's a 15-minute, 10-minute relaxation, breathing to do this. It is, I spend time with people I want to spend time with. These boundaries are around me. I go out and I am outside every single day. Yeah. Probably 99% of the time. Yep. And here's the thing. My partner, he has nothing to do with working out. This is Mm. not his thing. And that is okay. Yeah, it is okay. It is fine. He supports me. He allows me to be the person I wish to be. And I allow him to be the person he wishes to be. And that's was the biggest learnings that I ha- I found. You can be in love with somebody and not have to be a people pleaser to them. Mm, and don't want to have to want to change them. No. <laughs> no. Right. And that's that comes from being, when you can love yourself, right? And that's where so much, in you, I like how you mentioned, like trauma is trauma is trauma. You know, it doesn't need to be, the worst thing that, because when you think of trauma, everything goes to the worst, right? Everything's right. the worst. It can be the smallest, you know, you were one thing in your childhood that is, but never significant, but it was significant at that time and healing that inner child. And that is huge, right? Because so often we revert back to those feelings of, I can't move on because of that incident. But until you peel back that onion and right. ask questions, You'll never get to it. But you might not even know you can't move on until that incident. And that happened to me. I knew of the incident. 
the incident was there. I could have told you about the incident. I didn't. But know. I put it into this box that I never dealt with it. I yeah. never gave it its release. I never got mad at the person. I never did what I needed to do. And that is part of the um, part of what this training for this endurance race has done for me. I do have a trainer. She has this outline and she understands my, I want to say fear. There is fear. I am, I am, here's the thing. I get lost very easily. I'm going to be in the woods. So I had to learn how to read trail signs. That is not an easy task. I am afraid of heights. At one point, I'm up on the top of a mountain trail. She understands I don't really like going out in the middle of the night. I'm in the woods. Now, yes, there are other people, but we're not in a pack. Like, it's not a thing. And people are probably sitting there listening to you saying, why the F is she doing this? (laughs) And I'm going to stand in front of you and say, why not? Why not? Yeah. Don't climb my race. Don't do what I do. But what intrigued you? once before about something. So she takes it and she breaks it down for me. And that's what I love, Lian, is I'm investing in me and my growth. Yes. And I don't think people take themselves and their passion serious enough to invest. Yep. An investment can be a small thing or a huge thing. It's I am not saying go spend thousands of dollars. No, doesn't have to be monetary. No. And I, when we met, I said to her, you can't give me my whole plan. If you give me my whole plan, my mind is going to shut down. Mm-hmm. That's what she does. She gives me yeah. a month at a time. And again, I'm going to go back. I am not taking yeah. two hours with 15, 15 pounds on me. I am running 45 minutes. I am doing weights downstairs that she's like, Holy crap. Yeah. An inspiration to other people. But here's the thing, right? It's the limiting beliefs that, well, I'm not like her. I'm not like her. The comparison and the I can't do it because I don't want you to be like me. <laughs> no. And that's that's the thing. But people do that, right? They do. And they but but to inspire and to show people what and again, not to compare because people will regardless people also judge regardless right so there's a thing just go do whatever the hell you want to do because people are going to judge you anyway but look at what you can do at again in quotes your age right because that should be a freaking kicker if you're younger and not doing the things because some fear bullshit fear in your mind is holding you back and again it's not for everyone what i do is not for everyone I'm not here to please anyone except the people, not even please, but I'm not, I'm only here to inspire the people that want to be inspired by what we do, right? We can repel and we attract the people that are most enticed and inspired by what we're doing in the world and aging and showing that we can, you know, I can deadlift whatever, um, almost like 170 pounds. I can chest press almost a hundred pounds. Probably more if I hadn't taken the last two weeks off. But again, that's giving myself some grace going and running these ultimate endurance races and saying, 
it's all about what your mind, what you believe you can do. The mind is the most powerful body part that we have. Your mind. So here's the thing. Jason, my son, who's the race director, there's, he has a passion and his goal, he will sit here and tell you, if running's not your thing, then fine. If knitting sweaters is, excuse my language, then make sure you knit the shit out of that sweater. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever your passion is, that's where you have to not allow anybody to take that away from you. Yeah. And social media, right, is is huge mm-hmm. right now and how it it just, nobody sees the, everybody just sees the highlight reel, but it's like, what are people doing? Like, why are you not just, again, yeah, the bills still have to be paid. My girlfriend and I had this conversation yesterday. It's like, how do you stay in the, and again, big words that are out there, high vibe. How do you stay, which is basically in a good, bad, good mood, positivity. Well, you can't stay there all the time. Dip down, accept it, then make a better choice to move back up the ladder. But you still have, we still have to live in this reality of paying the bills, maybe at a job that we don't love, um, living maybe in a city that you don't love anymore, falling out of love with things that you don't want to do, then don't do it. Yeah. Like, okay, you still need to pay the bills, but find something else, right? Find an endurance race, train for a 5k, train for a bodybuilding competition, whatever the hell it is a knitting competition, go knit 50 sweaters. I don't care what it is, but yeah. find something in your day that brings you fucking joy. Right. If you, the vitamin D outside, if you go to spend five minutes, yeah. walk around a block, just stand outside, just stand outside and get the fresh air in. People don't like, if you don't like where you're living, if you're in a cluttered area, your mind is going to be cluttered. I am in the stage of decluttering because we are, well, we're moving. So I have to declutter and it is hard. It is light. It's like filling a lightness off of me. And I don't, I don't want anybody to run an endurance race. I don't even want anybody. If you want to do go out and do Zumba, if you want to go and do jazzercise, if you want to do yoga, if you want to take a dance class, take like something to move your body. You have to move your body. You have to sit quietly with yourself. You have to dump your thoughts into pen to paper yep. because okay. that racing gets you nowhere. Yeah. Uh, again, Michelle, I could talk to you all day. But where, where, what is the best piece? I think we just covered it really, but about finding something that inspires you, something to do if you aren't in the, right now you don't have a choice to leave the job or leave the city or whatever, but is that the best advice or what's your piece of advice to give to anyone really about, again, living, sort of finding that joy? Right. I want you to live purposely live intentionally so you're not in a job you like you might be in a difficult relationship you might not be in the home you might not be where you want your life to be and I don't think 
anybody is exactly where they're supposed to be. I think everybody needs to always be growing. But I think you need to take a step back and appreciate where you are at this moment. And I know that sounds hard, especially if you are overweight, if you are going through menopause, if you are in a relationship you don't want to be in, if you're a people pleaser, whatever your circumstances, because the grass is not greener on the other side until you start watering your own grass. Mm, yeah. So if you're not happy, I'm going to encourage you to take pen to paper by find a notepad. But I don't don't get a fancy don't get a fancy journal. No. I had I had a client who fought me on this land so much. And she bought a 97 cent book at the grocery store. And she did it in defiance, in defiance. She said, I'm going to prove you wrong. And she had to call me up and apologize to me. (laughs) Because she set a timer and she said, well, Michelle says, just let the the thoughts flow. And she just sat there and she looked up thinking only a few minutes had gone and the timer went off 30 minutes later. Yeah, right. When we start to appreciate, and if that is, you start with, I appreciate when you open your eyes, thank you, higher power, for allowing me to have this day. Because I'm going to guarantee you there's people within this world that did not get this blessing of a day. It's something as simple as that. And you start to appreciate the minute your feet hit the ground. Yeah. That's where your joy starts. You will not always have a good day. You, it might, you might then walk and stub your toe on the corner of the bed and then whatever it is, but you have to start with appreciation. You have to appreciate where you are at your start line because you will not appreciate yourself at the finish line. Mm, I love that. It's so true. And, and remembering, like you said, not every day is going to be the perfect day, but in every moment, in every moment, you have the choice to choose a better thought by gratitude and appreciation. Like you cannot hold two thoughts, a negative and a positive thought at the same time. So make the choice and choose the more positive. It doesn't always have to be the best positive, like just the better Feeling thought is right. where we need to start. Yeah. My run sucked. Yep, it sucked. It was, my timing was off. Oh, wait a minute. My coach never asked me about my time. <laughs> what else did I learn from it? Oh, I had too many clothing in. I overheated or I was too cold. That's when she says, when I say to her, that ran sucks. She's like, what did you learn from it? Yeah. She'll never say anything She'll ask me, what did I learn from it? And I'm like, um, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, if we all had someone, and that's why, I mean, you and I both know how important having a coach in our life to ask those questions, right? To go deeper and ask the questions that we won't ask ourselves. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, how do you find the harmony in your life right now, Michelle, with the training, yeah. the coaching, moving? Where is it that you're finding? And again, I've, I've reiterated on the podcast how I don't love the word balance, 
yeah. because I, I just don't believe there's such thing. Yeah. But harmony, I think we can achieve. Yes. I don't have balance. <laughs> I don't have balance. Um, I learned that perfection, I throw the perfection out the door. Mm. And I do what I can, the best I can. And even when I'm coaching or if I put up a post or do something within my social media and then I find that mistake, I'm like, yeah. And I walk on. So my my harmony is loving where I am right now. My harmony is I get out of bed. Oh, I have this, 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 and do. Well, that might not be in the right order. What if you did this, this, and this, and this, and you did this later? Like, like my Sundays are brain dumping. Yep. I take everything I have in my head and down, down to, gee, I've got to make sure I text Jason. Oh, I have to talk to Amber on Thursdays. Oh, I, I want to go out. I want to text Carlin. I want to go out to dinner. We haven't been out to dinner. Like everything, all these yeah. thoughts in there. Because then what it does is I look at this piece of paper and go, huh, okay. Yeah, I don't have to do that. Oh, no, I don't need that. And then you get to start to organize things. Yeah. And get to prioritize what's important. There you go. So I had, I had a podcast with you. Okay. I am up early. I did what I had to. I still have a floor workout and a run to do, but I have things throughout my day. That's okay. I'm going to do them at five o'clock tonight. I already know when I'm going to do them. Yeah. It's okay. There's no perfect. I don't have to have them in this perfect order. And here's what land. I don't get it done today. The world's not going to end. Love that. Yeah. Not going to end. No, it's not. It's not. And that's where, you know, leaving the dishes in the sink. It's okay. Don't walk down to my kitchen right now. (laughs) That's one thing that it's like some days I'm really good at. And I know that I'm starting to get stressed out or overwhelmed with something when I'm freaking out about the dishes in the sink. Because at the end of the day, guess what? It doesn't matter. They will get done. Right. If someone judges you on your dishes, they don't belong in your life. No, they're probably Sorry. not. Coming. They're not coming in my house. Uh, so, Michelle, where can people find you and uh, learn all the good things? I know you've got a couple different places where people can find you right now. Yeah. So, first off, I want to talk about YouTube channel. Yes. Um, it is myself with two beautiful Canadians. Yeah. Who you also know. Yes. Yes. My, um, Tracy and Tracy. We have a YouTube channel. It's called Women of Wisdom. Wow. We have episodes. It, we have been on for over a year. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. December was a year. In fact, this Wednesday is probably one of our best episodes. We were able to bring on this gentleman. His name is Tyler Moore. Okay. And on Instagram, he's known as Tidy Dad. Oh. And he talks about how he decluttered his mind by decluttering him and his family because it's a uh, it's a family thing and he is on where his episode is on this week so it's women of wisdom we have a youtube channel it's the three of us i'll send you the link so you can yes. put it into your show notes um i am on instagram it's michelle bocardi underscore wellness um, I also am on Facebook 
And I also, um, when I said warriors beforehand, mm. give me a moment. Um, yeah. I do, I do have a website, uh, michellewellness360.com. And I do do one-on-one coaching, but I want to encourage women. Give me a call. Okay. Click on and do a discovery call with me. If I can help you in one thing from at the end of the call, take away something and move you forward in your life. That's my service to you. If you wish to work with me at the end, that's another blessing. But if you don't, there is no strings attached. So that's if you go into my Instagram. Second thing, I started MW360 Warriors. Okay. I feel every woman who is trying to do the best she can every day is brave and a fighter. And we're warriors. That's what we are. I love it. You can call yourself a princess. You can call yourself a queen. You can call yourself beautiful. But in the end, we're all warriors. And so I started a support group because not every woman, woman has the support she needs. And I, sometimes it's accountability. Sometimes it's a support. And it's done through the Voxer app, B-O-X-E-R. And it's like a walkie-talkie. Yep. And it is, it is a monthly subscription. It is um, $22 a month. But in there, you can have, I'm, I'm just starting this, it's a group discussion. But then you have access to me one-on-one. So we can, if it's something like you're going to be like, Michelle, I just need to be held accountable that four days next week, I complete this task. Then that's what I'm going to hold you accountable to. Mm, I love this so much. Michelle, I can't get those four tasks done. I'm going to ask you why. Let's peel that away. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just peel that away. So that's also if you go into my links, that's also there. And of course, the one-on-one and our women of wisdom. And uh, love it. Oh my gosh. Yes. The women of wisdom. I Tracy and Tracy are incredible and your episodes are very, very good. So I will put everything in the show notes. I thank you so much for joining me this morning. And I just think people really have so much to learn from as the older, I'm just saying that in quotes, the wiser, the <laughs> wiser. Um, and again, women of wisdom, we've, we've been through things. We, you know, our experiences and getting our voice to be able to speak up and share that with the people, because we so often believe that because of the bubble that we're in or the people that we surround ourselves with, that everyone knows what we know. And that is so not the case. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to shine the light and to show people that it can be different, right? To Exactly. And, and with me training for this race, that's become more prevalent for me because every time I think, oh, this is only me. And I have that discussion with my support team. They're like, yeah, I, I, that happened to me last week. And I'm like, yeah, me. yeah. Wow. And when these start- are people that have yeah. achieved greatness in their endurance racing. Like blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Achievements. When you, when you start like, talking, when you start talking, you start communicating, you start building these communities of people and you realize that we all experience the same things at different, not this exact same, but the same scenarios 
throughout our lives. And when you see people that have gone through it first, that are forging the path that you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be a struggle. It doesn't have to be the same way. That's why we're here. That's why, you know, why people create amazing things in the world. Mm-hmm. So I thank you. And I love you so much, Michelle. And thank you for uh, having me. Yes. Everything will be in the show notes and we will catch you next week on another episode of the spiritual Shipworker podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think would love it too. And a five-star review helps get the Spiritual Shipper Group podcast out to those that need it most. I can't wait to connect with you online, so make sure you follow me on Facebook at The Spiritual Shipworker and on Instagram at Lianne Magahi. It's time to enjoy the shift, one breath at a time.